Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and we've seen what Trubisky can do. Kenny Pickett is our future. But for this holiday season, it's now time for Rudolph to pull the sleigh. We got injuries that obviously are creating this biggest debate for who's going to start a quarterback. Uh, Miles Jack is down with a groin. He's doubtful. He's probably not going to play. Uh, since he was limited and out most of the week. Uh, Kenny Pickett was limited with a concussion all week, so he never cleared protocol. He never cleared the first step of protocol. Since he hasn't cleared the first step of protocol, he can't clear before the game. It's just by definition. He'd have to go full practice today and be concussion-free to be able to play tomorrow, but he has to clear two practices before he can play. So mathematically, he is ineligible to play a football game on Sunday. So that makes it, with both of these guys doubtful, then uh, and Pickett's probably not going to play. Who do we start a quarterback? I mean, we know what we have in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he's a solid backup. Uh, I wasn't happy with his three-interception performance game uh, last week against the Ravens. I didn't think he really had to force the ball as much as he did. All of those interceptions seemed to come on plays where we didn't have to go downfield to win that first down. So that was a little concerning to me watching him go through his reps and his reads last week. Now, I don't know if it's the eggnog talking, but since we're getting close to the holiday season, I think it's time we gave Rudolph a shot. And all the Steeler Nation seems to have respect for him now when at the beginning of the season, they did not. Steeler Nation was all, here's what, so here's what Rudolph's life has been uh, since Ben retired. Tomlin and Colbert both came out had confidence in him, said it in the press, that he's the guy for next year. He's going to be our starter. So that was when his confidence was at an all-time high. So then free agency starts, they go out and they grab Mitchell Trubisky. Rudolph is visibly affected by this, but he didn't say anything bad about Mitchell Trubisky. He did snub um, the invite that Trubisky had at his place. Um, Teammate and competitor Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, did go to that invited Trubisky's ended up dying on his way back to the airport um, in that unfortunate uh, and horrific incident. So no matter what, in this situation, Rudolph was now either one or two on this team. That's just the way it looked going into the draft. And then the draft hit Steelers, you know, probably would not have taken a quarterback in the first round. If Kenny Pickett was not there, Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback with a first round grade fell into the Steelers' laps at 20, easily the best passer in last year's draft. I did a comparison as well. He is comparable to the three, the four Heisman candidates of this year's draft. Has more completions, percent, uh, completions, touchdowns, and yardage in his final season than all of those three, all of those quarterbacks that were up for the Heisman this season. 
interesting thing to think about. But last season was more of a running quarterback draft. This season is more of a passing quarterback draft. going to be interesting to see how they shake out. But we still nabbed Kenny Pickett at 20. Rudolph didn't complain. He went to work in the preseason. He said he was ready to compete at training camp. And at training camp, he did very, very well. Really well. I mean, if you look at his stats compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in training camp for the training camp stats provided by Alex Kazora in his excellent training camp diary, which is a must read for all Steeler fans, please subscribe to Alex Kazora. He's just amazing to watch for this kind of stuff. But he led all quarterbacks in yards per completion at 10. It was the only quarterback that did not throw an interception in camp. Uh, he tied Kenny Pickett with attempts and yards per attempt, and it was only three yards behind Kenny Pickett in total yards. Um, so his stats were up there that he wasn't even looked at as being a replacement or being able to supplant Mitchell Trubisky is a question that I guess all of Steeler Nation should have. But then entering the season, there was so much ire for Mitchell Trubisky or for, for Mason Rudolph because, hey, he didn't win that Detroit game. Well, he tied it. <laughs> he didn't win it. He didn't lose it. But there was a lot of ire about that game, taking into account his 5-3 and three record. And he had a great season uh, the year that Ben was out. It was a big reason why we had a winning record at the end of that year. But going into this season, it was all about, is it going to be Trubisky? Is it going to be Kenny Pickett? And the fan base was split. Most of Steeler Nation wanted homeboy Kenny Pickett to start out of the box. A lot of us older heads are like, well, we should let Trubisky start. He's a veteran. That way, in case anything happens to him, if he gets banged up, then Kenny Pickett come on, can come on and be a savior, which kind of happened this season. Unfortunately, both have now gotten to a point where they have both been losing quarterbacks. Mitchell Trubisky has gone one and three with a 78.4 quarterback rating. Kenny has gone four and five, which is markedly better, but with the lowest quarterback rating of the three at 74. Um, and he's probably going to be handled with kid gloves now for the rest of the season because this is Kenny's second concussion this season. You don't want your franchise quarterback, especially a young franchise quarterback, especially a rookie franchise quarterback getting multiple concussions in their first season to be ready and be developed into that franchise quarterback. I mean, this takes me back to shades of Troy Aikman when he started his career thrown into the starting back out, out, out of the block. And that was back before they cared about concussions. You knew he was getting his bell rung out there. I mean, they're a one-win team that season. He was getting destroyed that season. But he got through it. He became a Hall of Fame quarterback, won three Super Bowls. I'm not saying the same thing is going to happen with Kenny Pickett, but they are much smarter about concussions now, and that's going to elongate his career, and you have much more invested in a quarterback than you do at any other position on your team. So right now with a first rounder, he's a five-year investment, four more years wrapped up on this team with that first round option, which is probably going to trigger um, unless the Steelers sign him to a long-term contract. But that is what we're looking at with Kenny Pickett. Got to be careful with him. So Mason Rudolph's stats as a Pittsburgh Steeler in his three years, he's five, four, and one. Only quarterback of these three with a winning record. He has 16 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. He's the only person throwing touchdowns with the plum. And an 80.9 quarterback rating. Not great, but still above Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Now, I've been saying this for three years. Mason Rudolph has the best deep ball on this team. 
Ben's strength was a question mark the last two seasons, especially past week 10. It dropped off the cliff both years in 2020 and in 2021 after week 10 with Ben's ability to get the ball down the field. But we watched Mason Rudolph in preseason games. We watched him in preseason and training camp. His deep ball is the most accurate deep ball that we've had on this roster. And this is a deep ball that somebody like George Pickens can really be used well in these situations. Draw up the safeties with the play action. Hopefully get a one-on-one ball to George Pickens down the field and put it in the middle of the damn field so he can fight for it. Get these balls away from the sidelines, which are the only balls that Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky seem to be able to throw deep and Ben Roethlisberger the last two years as well. But he's got the arm strength to complete these balls down the center of the field. And that's what we need to see. It's time to put Mason out there with that strong, accurate arm and see what George Pickens and Deontay Johnson can do down the field in one-on-one situations. Now, Rudolph has gone under the radar for so long and didn't let his mouth get him to trouble at all. So now he is the the Steeler Nation darling. (laughs) That's a big change. It's rare when somebody starts going under the hatred angle in Steeler Nation and then becomes a darling in somebody that Steeler Nation starts rooting for when he hasn't played a game. In between, we're talking about 12 weeks since we've been talking about him possibly being in the starter rotation, nobody wanting him to be in the starter rotation, to now most of Steeler Nation starting to come around and say, hey, maybe it's Mason Rudolph's chance now. And that's where I'm at. Did he do enough to win the job this week? I hope so, because this offense needs a change, in my opinion, to get on track and to get back into being functional. What do you think, Steeler Nation? Be sure to make your comments and stuff. Let us know what you think. And we take our questions from SteelerNation.com every week, sponsored by Manscaped. So if you want to get your questions heard, go to SteelerNation.com, sign up for free in the football forum. I have a thread there every week that I put up on Tuesdays when I do the vidcast, which is live. But for these, these are usually pre-recorded. Only our subscribers on YouTube get to watch the sneak preview each week. So Manscaped is our platinum package and our sponsor for this segment. Go to manscaped.com, see all of their great items. Get the platinum package. It has the lawnmower trimmer, the weed whacker ear nose trimmer, ball deodorant, body wash, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, boxer briefs with a little pouch for your... P-P-P-P-P persons, and a travel bag to keep it all in one spot. Get it all at Manscaped for help turning your player into an MVP. And if you're down with MVP, yeah, you know me. Go on out there to manscaped.com. Use promo code SteelerNation, all one word, all capitals, 20% off your order and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for taking care of our balls. Hopefully we can take better care of these balls this week against Carolina. So. First question is coming from BK Wheat 28. Any given, any slight rumblings of Rooney getting fed up with the lip service of getting in the lab and all the other BS lines we get weekly from Tomlin? Uh, well, to tell you the truth, Wheat, uh, fans are week to week. And I understand, like, we get fed up with wins and losses. We overreact to what the outcome of the game is, not how things are performed within the games. Uh, The Roonies do not get caught up up in this at all. They see the big picture and they always have because they're the owners. Um, They look at everything season to season and they always project for a four-year block. This is our next four-year block. We just drafted Kenny Pickett. 
So now, how are we going to look developing him in these next four years? Are we able going to make him into a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? That is this task right now for this coaching staff. Um, Tomlin's job, in my opinion, is not in jeopardy at all, no matter how he does this year or even next year. Um, I think he'd have to have four bad seasons in a row before the Roonies get rid of him. The Roonies also had a four-year window with Cower when he had a three-year stint, 98-99-2000, when they won seven, six, and nine games those three seasons, missed the playoffs all three years, but that was setting the table for Cordell's success, uh, following by the drafting of Big Ben, winning some Super Bowls, by sticking with the coach and staying the course. Uh, Tomlin has had two runs of missing the playoffs for two years, and he made the playoffs last year. So we have a young team. We just need a few extra pieces to solidify this roster and turn it into a winner in the playoffs. Blitz, Cope, D-line or O-line, which do you think is the most important for next year? I know it depends on who is there, but I am leaning toward D-line. Well, in my opinion, Blitz, I'll go the other way. I'll say offensive line. I think we we actually went heavy on offensive line two years ago. We drafted our left tackle in Moore. We drafted our center in uh, Green. Now Green isn't a starter. He's not even active on game days. Moore is average as a left tackle. We need a franchise left tackle. And the only way to draft that is in the top 10. But I also think we need an athletic center. Cole's been playing on one leg here this past half of the season. I don't know how how good he's going to be if he's fully healthy, but he's had a bad foot all year, it seems. And he's been tough enough to get through this, but Steelers pride themselves at athletic centers that are able to get around and move. And honestly, Green was an athletic center. He wasn't strong enough to stop those big big uh, run-stuffing nose tackles that they employ in the NFC North, but he was athletic enough to get downfield, make blocks in the second, third levels, get out on the edge on screens more than any centers can in the league because he was fast. Steelers need to get a nice combination of a center that can do both, that can stop the bull rush and be athletic enough to be a weapon in the screen game and downfield blocking when getting to the second level. Um, Also, I think with Leal and Loudermilk, we already have the the youth there at defensive line, but we do need an upgrade at nose tackle. And I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. That's killing us, and we're the only team in the AFC North right now without a run stopping nose tackle. And it has to change. Has to change. Slash, at this point, what's the team's greatest strength and greatest weaknesses? Uh, Strength offensively, in my opinion, would be our ball ball control and low turnovers up until last game. Uh, Our improved ground game, getting the running ball, getting the running game going, helps out a ton. Um, On defense, pressuring the quarterback has always been our best thing that leads to turnovers. And on special team, our kicking games, um, kicking, kicking field goals, obviously usually is, is the thing, but weaknesses for offense, working the ball downfield and taking shots into the end zone with our wide receivers is a big weakness. There are no field stretching plays consistent enough to be feared at all. Everybody's still lying in the box, throwing eight up front, and we have nobody that's been an answer to go deep. Hopefully Rudolph can defensively. I think our run defense still needs improvement. Obviously, last week, we took a huge step back in run defense. The Ravens beat us on the ground with their third quarterback. Didn't have to throw the ball to beat us. They beat us on the ground. They ran out the clock on the ground. We had no answer for it. And that is frustrating to watch as a Steeler fan. 
Special teams kick coverage has to improve. And so does the punting now. I got to get on board with that. I know a lot of you guys start bringing up the punter. We got to start talking about him as well. Um, next question here from Slash. I think the team needs trenches, upgrades in the slot wide receiver and outside wide receiver and move DJ inside. A number one cornerback in Sutton to a lesser degree. A Kaz Edmonds re-sign, a new inside linebacker, and perhaps an undrafted punter. Um, offensive line, definitely. I'm with you there. Slot, we have Austin on injured reserve. He is honestly our best slot option. If he can get on the field, if he can be healthy enough to play in the NFL, he's an excellent option there. I would never move Deontay Johnson inside. He gets open too easily and too well in that X receiver spot to ever be taken out of being a weapon over there. Outside, we have George, um, and Pickens has the elite ability to be an outside receiver. I don't think we'll ever get an upgrade there in the draft, especially the way we're probably going to draft next year. Probably hitting the lines hard, inside linebacker, and that's the way it's going to be. Probably if we if we get lucky enough for a, a corner to fall in our lap, maybe, um, or a super athletic strong safety, maybe. Um, now. If we don't, it's, it's going to come down to for drafting another wide receiver on the outside is if we don't re-sign Miles Boykin next year. Don't think we're going to pay as much as we did for this year, but we'll have to see. I'm all for a shutdown corner if we can find one, uh, but we have to be drafting in the top 10 for that. Sutton, I think, is a fantastic option to move back inside as a slot corner. Sutton's a fantastic slot corner. He's a good outside corner. He's a fantastic slot corner. I think we should be moving him back there. And definitely need to up, apply the upgrade inside linebacker significantly. In my opinion, Spillane's been the most consistent this year. I know, Steeler Nation, you're going to be hard on me about this. But Spillane's been the most consistent. Jack was great starting off. He's been getting hurt. His production's not there anymore. He's not making the tackles he used to. Bush is up and down. For me, too, with KZ and Edmonds, I signed KZ over Edmonds. But Edmonds is cheap, so he may be back. I just think KZ is more of a playmaker. Uh, Shane Falco, here's my opinion. With the offense, especially the ground game, gaining momentum, do you see Matt Canada back in 2023 if the offense continues to show success? My heart is saying no, but my gut is saying yes. Unfortunately, I think we're probably going to have Canada back, especially if we have if we win more than we lose in these next four games. We go three and one. He's probably coming back. If we find a way to beat the Ravens, he'll probably be back. That's going to be our Super Bowl this year, guys. Finding a way to beat the Ravens the second time we play them. Um, Cooley Man, any word on WJ3? Will he be active this season? Um, he was able to be returning to the roster last week from serving his four mandatory games off on injured reserve. But and he's, he's not been placed on a 21-day window or added to the roster because I don't think he's healthy enough yet to practice. The Steelers won't put him in the 21-day window until he's healthy enough to practice. And we'll have to wait to see if that happens. I don't know if he's going to ever get on the field this year. I hope he does, but I don't know if he will. Uh, has our second question from Cooley Man. Has our offensive line improved or are the opponents just that much worse? Uh, I think the offensive line has improved by leaps and bounds. Just if you watch the line in the in the uh, All-22 film, um, Colts game was the best measuring stick coming out of the break. It was a great run defense. We did very well matching up against them and get down and, and uh, make our plays against them. Did pretty well against Baltimore. Still were able to get some plays, but have to do better. 
Uh, Litos, 2023 draft. I have been thinking two offensive linemen with the first two picks. We could get away with one round, best left tackle, pending who is there, moving more, and then best player available with two second picks. Well, I'm not sure if if more like translates to bumping down to being a guard. Um, that would be a big position switch for him. I do think we need the upgrades though at left tackle and center. Uh, but we're not, if we're not drafting in the top 10, there's a little chance of us finding a franchise left tackle out of the box in the draft. Uh, Madden Somniac, next questions. The Steelers basically abandoned the RPO, which our O-line was never able to do without getting a penalty to, to do more dry blocking run scheme at the bye. It is simply playing a, a round peg into a round hole for once. They built that line, which is supposedly going to play aggressive attack blocking schemes, then tried to use them as a passive reactionary line so teams could tee off on the run game. Now these guys are playing first contact and driving the defense back. RPO is a great addition after the run or the pass games being established, but trying to establish the run with it with no pass game to speak of was idiotic. Well, in this uh, stance here, Mad, I'd say that the aggressive scheme has always been Pat Myers' approach. If you've ever seen Pat Myers' team as an offensive coach, he's always taught to be aggressive, make first contact. We've been looking for that since the first week of the season. Didn't start happening until right before the bye, and then after the bye, we're definitely doing it. It's not as much, I don't think, as being RPO-focused as much as the players finally coming around to that philosophy and playing within that scheme. Uh, players like Cole and Daniels were already kind of built for it. Chooks is doing fine in it. Moore's actually doing pretty well in it, too. Dotson's regressed in it. He's more of a, of a, of a road grader, body pusher, do whatever it takes to throw people around. He's not as much of a technician and he's been suffering a little bit because of it, but the RPO, you can still, still see us using a little bit of it. We're still running it. We're just seeing better technique and punch right now out of the line of scrimmage. Um, guys, that's all the time I have now for the podcast. Be sure to check out our sponsor, total sports enterprises over at tseshop.com. Get all your gifts over there. They've got some signed helmets going on. George Pickens is going to be coming in for a signing. Got some great stuff going on. Also, follow them on Twitter at Total Sports ENT. They're always giving away free stuff each and every week. Tons of stuff on game days. Great follow. Fun, fun, fun guy to have on your Twitter. Vidcast will be live on Tuesday this week, so subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Nation. Be able to watch the sneak previews also for our podcast. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at Steeler Nation. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast and follow your host Steeler nation striker on Twitter and on Instagram at Steeler nation at SN striker striker spelled with a Y. That is all the time we have ladies and gentlemen for the Steeler nation podcast sponsored by total sports enterprises. I'm your host G striker rooting along with you as always go Steelers. <laughs>